our Lord and King. While we were singing hymn number 559, Rescue the Perishing, this verse, um, this statement in the last verse struck me. And um, it goes right along with what I had thought about talking about before we get into the mission report. Because we are going to do that. We are going to show pictures and we're going to talk about the ministry that we were able to conduct while going up there and share with you the work that you put uh, into the fruit of the, the work that you put into um, this mission. So that is what we wanted to do this morning. But I wanted to first talk about this. Why is the church still here on earth and not in heaven with the Lord? What's the purpose of us being here? Some think if, if we are about fellowship, loving fellowship in the church, it is something that is very much needed in our world today, but loving fellowship is not why we are still here. As a matter of fact, if loving fellowship was our purpose, wouldn't it be better for us to be in heaven with God where everything is perfect, where there's no sin in the way, where, where we are in the presence of a holy and righteous God and we can fellowship in a much better capacity there, in a perfect capacity? What about learning His Word? Is that the church's purpose? We are to be teaching the Word of God. We are to be learning and growing in Christ. But that's not the reason that we're still here. The reason the, for... Uh, wouldn't it be better for us to sit at the throne of God and listen? Wouldn't it be better for us to gather together at the feet of Jesus and have Him teach us than to have fallible men teaching God's Word? Yeah, for, as a matter of fact, the purpose um, of growing and learning falls to us. We read God's Word, we follow the Spirit, we, we allow Him to speak to us, but that's not the reason that we're still here. How about praising God? We, we love to sing our hymns and praise God through the words and, and just clear our heart and get our heart right with Him during the singing and praising of the Lord. But it would be much better if we were doing that in heaven. So our purpose for being here on earth. You see, it would be so much better for us if when we were saved, if when we trusted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, He would just take us home to be with Him in heaven. How awesome would that be? But we would not complete our purpose. The only reason the Lord allows His church to remain on earth is to seek and to save that which is lost. As a matter of fact, that's why Jesus said He came. He says, I have not come to minister to those who don't need ministering to. He said, I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. And the church's purpose for remaining here on earth is to continue that mission. To continue telling people about Jesus. To continue to minister wherever we find a place to put our hands. I have these quotes that I read this week and I, I jotted them down so that I could remember them and share them with you today. It says this, this is E.R. Hendricks, a quote from him. It is essential 
that all Christians understand that they are missionaries and that the world outside of their church's door is the mission field. It's one thing for a church to be, uh, to be an advocate and supporter for missions. It's another and very different thing for the church to understand that missions are the chief end of the church and therefore the chief end for which the congregation exists. It is only when this truth masters the church in its spiritual power that the church will be able to give the subject of missions its true place in the church's ministry. The church, we're here not only to share the gospel, but to share the love of Christ. We share the gospel in love. We do what we can to minister to those who need ministering to because of what Christ has done for us. A.W. Tozer said this, Preach abroad. It is the cooping yourselves up in rooms that has dampened the work of God. Whichever was and never will be carried out to any purpose without going into the byways and hedges and compelling men and women to come in. The church's purpose is to be about the business of the Lord. Now, the, the rescue the perishing, the hymn that we were singing, in the fourth verse it says, rescue the perishing, duty demands it. Now, I brought my hymnal with me to, to share that with you. Duty demands it. If we call ourselves Christians, if we are saved, if we are in Christ, born again, if we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, then duty demands for us to continue the work. Jesus said this, and He was talking uh, to His apostles, and they asked Him to increase their faith. And He said this, talking about a servant who has done what the Master has wanted them to do done his tasks. He says, does the master thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise, you, when you have done all those things which were commanded, say of yourself, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. You see, Jesus is saying, you know, it's easy to get puffed up when you do something. It's easy for others because people are going to pat you on the back and people are going to say congratulations or they'll want to lift you up, but it's not us that should be being lifted up. The church's purpose is to lift up Christ. And because He allows us to do things, it's not for us to lift ourselves up or, or to pat ourselves on the back. It's not to broaden the name of Wellman Baptist Church. It's to praise God for what He has allowed us to be a part of. If we don't do what He has called us to do, then we are unprofitable servants. And when we do what He's called us to do, He increases our ministry, our task load, if you want to look at it like that. He gives us the opportunity to do more for Him. Whenever he trusted, he told the par in parable of the, the talents where he entrusted one, par one servant with 
five talents, and the, the servant went forward and, and increased his number to ten. When the unprofitable servant was corrected, he says, take the one who had that one talent, take that talent and give it to the one who had ten to give him more responsibility. So church, what we do is wonderful. And praise the Lord for, his opportunity, for the opportunities that He gives us. But if He gives us something else to do, let's praise Him and get after it. Because that's our calling. That's our purpose. Whenever we are able to follow Him, it is our duty to follow Him. I read somewhere, or either heard it on the radio this week, that um, someone said that no Lord is a completely wrong statement in that it can't be right. Because if He is Lord, you can't say no to Him. If He is the Master, we have no right to say no. Our response must be, yes, Lord. So as we begin our mission report this morning, you know that Miss Bobby... Miss Debbie, Miss Nook, all the ladies in the church, and I, I can't name everybody, but there was a lot of people who got together to sort through and, and get things together ready for the mission trip. Uh, Miss Bobby's sister, Miss Dixine, you're going to see a lot of egg boxes, all right? And we, we like those egg boxes because they're all the same size. And when you pack them full and stack them up, you can get a complete load in the truck. Uh, so all, there's been a lot of work, I say that to say this, there's been a lot of work that has taken place, a lot of people are involved, a lot of people donated and made this trip possible, but praise God that he allowed us to do it. Now, uh, something happened on Wednesday night here that I need to, to speak to as well. We had two of our young men that volunteered to lead the Bible study, and uh, I've got a gift for them today. Uh, by the way, I hadn't watched the, the service yet. I planned to. Uh, but I heard it was, it was very confrontational. Uh, it might be a word. All right. So what I heard was, is they asked for all the saved people to raise their hands. All right. Now, if that don't get you attention right there, look. If you're saved, raise your hand. Now, if, and, and I imagine they were saying, if you're not, don't. You know, I'm, I'm just imagining that in my mind. But I, I thank these young men because they look forward to the opportunity to have a Bible study and to teach the Bible study. Now, uh, what they become in the future, uh, this is a perfect foundation for their, their spiritual growth. So thank those two, two young men. All right, so this is what uh, I picked up in Kentucky. All right, these are tobacco sticks. This is what they use to hang their tobacco in in the barns to dry the tobacco out. Now this, you know, about four foot stick, what they would do is they would take the stalks of, of tobacco and they would hang them over this stick and this stick would hang on racks in the barn. Now some of their barns were 20, 25, you know, maybe even 30 feet tall and they would have these racks from top to bottom so that the air could flow through them and dry them out. All right. so. The last time I was up there, I went with Brother James Earl and him, and one of the guys had one, and he was walking around with it, and he said, do you know what this is? 
And I looked at it and I said, well, no, sir, I don't think I, I know exactly what that is. He said, that's a tobacco stick. He said, we used to hang our tobacco on it. And he said, we don't grow tobacco anymore, but, so we use these to straighten out our women. And you know what I said? I need one of those. But, you know, the thought, not, not for what you were thinking. You were thinking I need one to straighten out my wife. I was thinking to myself, does this work on deacons? Now, what I did is I brought two of these sticks home to, um, to give to our young men who taught Wednesday night. So, Mason, Eli, would you, mi- you mind coming up here for just a moment? All right, now I've got two different kinds of sticks, okay? So, you've got to decide which one you want. All right? You want that one? All right, but let me tell you about this one now, okay? That one was cut from a, a sawmill, okay? This one was hand-hewn. In other words, somebody took a a big log and they split it and they carved it out by hand. So this one, they said, was much stronger because it was kind of the natural grain. (laughs) But that one might be a little more pretty, but this one might be a little more stronger. So both of you got really good sticks. That's what I wanted to give y'all, okay? Thank y'all so much for what y'all do, all right? Appreciate you. It's exciting to me to see our young men. Um, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks before we went on the trip, and I mentioned that we'd be gone on Wednesday night. Eli turned around and looked at me. He says, do you need somebody to fill in on, for you on Wednesday night? And I said, yes, I do. And I, I'm glad to have uh, their spirit uh, and this amazing it's amazing to see that. Uh, when I was their age, you couldn't have melted me and poured me up here on the stage and made me say anything. But I'm, I'm glad that they've got, uh, they've got that foundation. All right, so we're going to start now with some pictures, and uh, we'll try to just kind of go through them, and I'll explain to you a little bit about what was going on. It's going to start mostly with the packing uh, to start off with. Uh, this is the 26-foot U-Haul truck that we were able to, to rent and get uh, going up there. Now, this thing is 26 foot long. Now, imagine that, uh, full of boxes. So, Ron and Grady, you know, doing their usual thing, just camming, uh, hamming up for the camera. Not really, you know, doing a lot. Uh, but they are, they are loading. These are the egg boxes that I was telling you about, and it's so good to have those boxes because when you've got different size boxes, you can't stack anything neatly or anything like that, and, and the load will shift and spill and that sort of thing. So... It's great to have those egg boxes so that we can uh, kind of stack everything neatly and preserve everything nicely and deliver it in good fashion. So Miss Bobby there, she's directing traffic. Uh, Clay, this is, this is all in the loading process. There's a lot of things going on that day also, so this is we're clearing out the, the gym a little bit. Uh, more loading, so they're just about halfway uh, back there loading it up. Romeo, doing it the old-fashioned way, right? Mark and, and Grady loading up. Grady was exercising his, his, his most famous muscles right here on his jaw. 
And this is, this is the, the back of the trailer, all right? We, uh, we strapped everything in. We got all the clothes and, and every, all the goods that we were planning on taking up there. And we had 46 buckets, 46 food buckets that we were able to send up. And then that was, the, that was my count. I don't know if that's official, uh, but we had 46 food buckets, and we were able to, uh, on the giveaway day, we gave away 21 of those. Brother Frank has uh, more left so that he would be able to have another giveaway closer to Thanksgiving. Uh, that means we had four buckets that didn't, didn't make it back in. Uh, if you have one of those buckets, please bring it back because there's another crew going up in a couple of weeks, and we can send that with them so that they can, uh, they can complete the journey uh, up to Kentucky. Now, this was the last few boxes that were going on the truck. So Miss Bobby and uh, Miss Debbie says we want to make sure everybody sees the, the uh, last few boxes that were going on the, on the truck. All right, and this is at the, uh, the Center for Pregnancy Choices, isn't it, Miss Bobby? Is that where this was? Uh, we went over there. They had some donations, and they, they donated some clothes and some diapers and things like that that they had uh, for us to send up to Kentucky. They've been good about that the last couple of years. If they have a little extra, they'll, they'll donate it to us. And uh, Ron, Miss Debbie, Miss Bobby... Um, and Miss Nook went over to pick up those things. I think that was all that was on that, that trip. All right, here we are in Kentucky, and this is Pleasant Point Baptist Church, and we are right here. We are up the hill from the church and taking a, a picture of the, the hill behind them to show you some of the fall colors that we saw up there. And, of course, now understanding that the pictures can't do justice to the, the way the colors really looked, it was beautiful. It was getting more pretty know if that's right it was getting prettier uh, every day uh, so but this was the first day that we were there getting ready to unload the truck and now this is downhill from the church showing uh, some of the the view back behind the church there also I was struck by now they've had this this sign up there ever since we've been going and this is on their fellowship hall on their mission center and it says our mission begins here and I guess it just had a, it had a special meaning for me this time as we went there. I saw that, and it struck me, and I said, praise the Lord that, you know, we're able to be a part of the mission that began there. Uh, God has called Wellman Baptist Church to be a part of that, and we are blessed because of that. So that's, that's, uh, that's their mindset. Brother Frank told me this, this time I got to spend a little more time with him than I usually do, and uh, he told me it, it just... It just is a joy for him to be able to help somebody. And, you know, hearing, hearing that coming from him, I told him, I said, Brother Frank, uh, you are part of our ministry here. I said, without you, none of this would go on. Uh, you are the coordinator, our contact person. You're the one that we, we need to help make sure that everything that you need is taken care of. So we have been able to help the church more so probably with uh, our work and things like that uh, than we have gotten out in the community. But the most important thing is making sure that Brother Frank and, and the association is taken care of because the work goes through them, and we praise the Lord for them. All right. This is our pizza joint, okay? This is a couple of miles down the road from Pleasant Point Baptist Church, and, and every day about 12 o'clock, Ryan would remind me, hey, we got to eat lunch today. And so... And that was the closest place to go and get something. And, and you know, we, we got pizza two days in a row and just said, you know, that's the easiest thing for us to grab. So 
we went and got it just a couple miles down the road, and they had Hunt Brothers Pizza. All right, so Hunt Brothers must be nationwide. All right, so we knew what we would be getting when we got Hunt Brothers, but we had a good time and uh, enjoyed the, the food there. This is on the back side of Brother Frank's uh, farm. Uh, Bridget walked up the hill while we were there, and she took a fish. Now, the barn there on the left is a, is a tobacco barn, partly tobacco barn, partly farm barn. There was places in there to hang tobacco, but there were also calf stalls and things like that in there. Now, you can see Brother Frank's house there on the right and how pretty the colors were on the back side. His family, some of his family lives across the road over there, so you can see the homes over there. Greyhawk, Kentucky. I had been to Greyhawk, Kentucky one time before, but I didn't realize it was called Greyhawk. I thought it was just another town or some, uh, uh, one of the other towns that I had been to. But going up there, that's where we had to go get our um, hardware supplies and things when we ran out a few uh, items. But the, the country up there was so pretty, and I thought the name was just, um, I, I don't know why I like that name. I guess it's just, you know, but anyway, it was, it was a pretty place up there, and they, they, they knew about Brother Frank's ministry all the way over there. That was probably 20-something miles away from um, Big Burning Springs, which is where Pleasant Point is. Now, this is on the back of Brother Frank's box truck, uh, their mission uh, truck. And uh, the, the scripture there was, was a blessing to us, or it was to me. Uh, it says, you have the poor always with you, but me you have not always. Now, their, their area up there is uh, economically very low. Uh, most of the folks up there are actually on government assistance, getting a check once a month. And Brother Frank said there's a lot of unwed mothers up there, and they would get their... Um, government check, whatever it was, they're, they're, uh, and he said it may not be but seven or $800 a month. But then $400 a month was the lowest price you could pay for rent. So imagine uh, how long it would take for a person in that situation to run out of money. So uh, I looked at that and I said, well, you know, we've always got the poor with us. We've always got those that, who need help. I didn't, I don't know where that picture came from. I'll have to ask. That was on the church van. Oh, our church van? No, their church van. Okay. I was going to say, I don't remember seeing that, but, but uh, that was a, a good picture right there and, and a, a good witness uh, for the folks around there uh, on the church van. All right. So this is the first morning we get there, and we, we've already unloaded a pretty good bit of stuff. And, and um, you see... The, the process starting to work, okay? A little bit further along, we, we're trying to get everything going on, uh, unpacked and all of that stuff. Now, this is on Tuesday before the food giveaway. We had been, we unpacked everything, you know, started about 9 o'clock, and we had started a, a clothing giveaway at 12. Now, they, they did the clothing giveaway until about 4 or 4.30, they kind of closed it down, and at 5 o'clock, they were getting ready to give away the food buckets that we had brought. So in, in order for them to receive one of the food buckets, they would, Brother Frank would usually do a gospel presentation or have them come into the church for 
you know, for him to talk to them. But he gave me the opportunity to speak. And um, what you see there is the Tommy lift on the back of his box truck. Never preached from the back of a Tommy lift before, okay? But that was, that was the, the raised platform that we had. And, and he basically got up there and says, I'm going to let Brother Jeff speak to you for a minute. And, and I was like, okay, here we go. Uh, but we, we were able to talk to those folks that had been there. Some of them had been back and forth a couple of times that day, so they were familiar faces. But we did uh, tell them the ministry. I talked to them a little bit about uh, the blessing that we had to be able to come up there and be with them. Uh, I told them how it was you know, a year-long event for us to prepare to come. And what a blessing it was to our church, but I wanted them to know the real reason. We weren't seeking um, a pat on the back or anything like that. We were there because the Lord called us to be there, and we wanted to give Him honor and glory for it. So what I said to them is, He loves us. We love Him. He loves you, so He commands us to love you. And we, so the gospel was preached. I, we did tell them that Jesus loved them, but we also told them that they had sinned and, and broken the laws of God and needed to be repentant and needed the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so I believe it was I believe it was 21 of those buckets we were able to give away that day. Now the the giveaway was usually a little bit bigger than that, from what I understand. Uh, the the publicity didn't quite uh, go as far as they wanted it to. Uh, they didn't have the crowds that they wanted, but they are able to go back now and have another a clothing giveaway and another food giveaway, which is a blessing. All right, now this is a, a meeting of the brain trust right there, all right? Uh, yeah. the, we're at Brother Frank's house, and, and we're, we're kind of gathering together, getting our ideas together about how we're going to take care of the, the work. This is Brother Frank's barn. We went in there. We had to get some tin. We were getting outfitted to go and work uh, at the church. But this is the, the barn close up. Right there on the left, right behind where I'm standing there, uh, they had a calf in a stall there, and that was the, Brother Frank's grandson's calf. And he said that he, he wanted a calf for his birthday. And he says, well, good. And he said, we'll buy you a, a young male calf, and we'll, we'll uh, grow him up about 600 pounds or so. We'll, we'll kill him, and we'll eat him. And he says, no, that's not what we're going to do. He says, we're going to get a girl calf, and, we, and we're going to raise her up, and then she can have other calves so that we can raise them up and eat them. So he had a, he had a, a plan, and he's only about seven, I think, about seven years old, so he was already thinking about, about the future. Here's some more of the, the countryside that we uh, was on the side of the roads there, how pretty the, the foliage was, but also... It, it just seemed like every hill that you topped, it, it got prettier and prettier on both sides of the road with the farms and the cows. Uh, it looked like the cows were on top of the hills, and, and uh, you know they might be 100 foot higher than the barn, all of those things. But anyway, it was uh, really pretty up there. Okay, the question was asked, how many Wilmanites does it take to screw in a light bulb? Four. That's what Bridget said. Now, she was the one that asked the question, all right? It wasn't me. Uh, this was, we were just getting there, and we were just starting, so the one of the first things that he wanted us to do was finish out uh, this storage building uh, with the electrical plugs and switches and, and lights. So that was one of the things that we took care of while we were up there. Now, this was the danger zone, all right? 
uh, someone else had gone in and wired the boxes and, and uh, got electricity running to the both sheds. But whenever we got up there and started to turn breakers, Grady first flipped one and fire flew. Mark got over there and tried to get shocked also. Uh, but thank the Lord that our guys know enough about electricity, they were able to get it worked out so that the, the, it was wired wrong in a certain area. So they were able to straighten all of that out, and now everything's good. Everything's way, the way that it needs to be, the where, where they have power in both buildings. This is one of the buildings, the front building that we were working on. This is the food storage building or the food pantry. Uh, behind where this uh, picture was taken and to the left would be the clothing pantry or clothing storage area. Two of these buildings that we worked on, and as you can see, we were putting skirting around this one really around both of them. So that was one of the major jobs that he wanted us to accomplish while we were up there is to get the skirting around the, uh, the buildings. Now that was one of the few times that I, they caught me working. Uh, I had my hands down there. I was on my knees. Uh, so I had dirty knees all day. That was to begin with. And I dirtied him up quick so it looked like I'd been working all day. All right, and this is the cut table. Uh, this is where we, we took all of the, the tin and everything to get it cut to size. So they were working on that there. Um, this is us uh, sort of sizing up the electrical problem. Uh, me and Brother Frank were scratching our heads, and Mark was standing over there telling us what we needed to do. So we said, you go ahead and do that. That's, that's good. I'm going to step back. Uh, we're rounding one of the corners there um, with the skirting on the, the building, and Grady's in his usual position laying down. <laughs> Brother Frank's inspecting the, uh, inspecting the work. Now, um, me and Jerome, we branched out on our own. We decided, you know, they were doing pretty good on their side, so me and Jerome jumped on another side, and we, we uh, were able to put tin on one side of the building there. We picked the short edge because the tin was only about this long all the way down, so, you know, it was easy to pick up a scrap and put it in there. So. And this is uh, the finished product on the front building. So it really, it really did make those buildings uh, not only more secure, but they, a lot more attractive. And after we got the skirting on, we were able to come back and put handrails on the steps, which is one of their uh, the things that, that is required. You have to have a handrail on the step. The guys did a really good job on it. This is Miss Norma's house. Miss Norma is a neighbor of Brother Frank and Miss Madeline. She lives a little more than 100 yards away down, down the creek or down the road. And uh, I want to tell you, she's one of the sweetest folks we met while we were up there. She was just full of joy. And uh, the ladies were able to go while we were working at Brother Frank's on the, the last day. Um, they were able to go and visit with Miss Norma. And I know she was greatly encouraged by that. So, All right. This is us. This is the team at the end of the trip. We had gone to, on Thursday, we had insulated Brother Frank's uh, house. He had some insulation that he wanted in his attic, so we were able to take care of that. And uh, we went down to a neighboring church that is pastored by Miss Madeline's sister and her husband. Well, pastored by her brother-in-law and wife, let me put it that way. So they were um, having a giveaway as well, so we went and helped them to get set up for that. And they had a little cute little bridge out there that we got on and took our picture. So you see Brother Frank and uh, Miss Madeline right there on the left with Romeo and all the rest of the team going all the way out to the end.
All right, and that's the last one, right? Okay, so now what I want to do is I want to call on team members to come up and uh, to tell us, just share with you, maybe their favorite part of the trip or, um, you know, what the Lord taught them through our trip today. So I'm going to begin with Ron and Nook, if you will. Ron, Nook. Well, Nook can't talk because we don't have enough time for her to say what she's going to say. One thing I learned about Nook on this trip is, hey, Miss Nook, how you doing? She's got information. That's right. I like that. She's got information. Hello. <laughs> you can come up to the pulpit mic or you can use that one. You a man of power. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you long-winded, so get at it. Uh, I just really enjoyed the trip this year. We got a, a lot of things accomplished this year. And uh, I want to thank everybody that's donated yeah. stuff through the year. Uh, we were talking about that up there the other day with somebody, I forget who it was, but they did not realize that we actually take donations for a year at a time to be able to bring all the stuff up there that we do. And to see the folks that were able to come and take advantage of what you folks give, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's definitely a godsend. And we thank each and every one of you for what you do give and for your time and for your help. Whatever he say, I say same thing. And I thank you, the Lord, for everything. The day when I step in this church until now, and I appreciate it. All right. So she can hold her tongue. <laughs> One thing I did forget uh, to, to say was that Brother, Brother Frank did say he mentioned to me that about 75% of what they are able to do in giveaways up there comes from this church. So that's, that's an amazing thing when you think about it. Um, God uses rednecks from Mississippi to go up to the hill country up there and touch hillbillies with the gospel and with the truth. All right, so Grady and Sandy, why don't y'all come up? Um, I, I would reiterate what Ron said, uh, each one that went. Um, I'm glad that we uh, had the team we had, all the people that donated. Um, I told the men while we were up there, I, and the ladies, we couldn't do it without them either, but uh, it makes your job easier when you go to try to use your hands to give back to the Lord's work. When you got a team of people that can help you and are willing to do whatever it takes. Uh, Jeff even got in an attic this time, y'all. I was so proud, but uh, uh, there was two or three of us there had knee trouble. We couldn't crawl around on two by sixes, so him and Brother Mark, they, uh, they took the, the tough job doing insulation. Uh, I'd like to kind of give a shout-out to, there's a place there called Ritz. Uh, we were on the way up. Uh, we tried to check the van out and do all the maintenance that we can, but uh, we had some little trouble with the van, our tires. 
Uh, they, uh, they put us ahead of all their other customers. Uh, if there's a card going to be floating around, if any of y'all would like to sign it, we're just going to send them a thank you because they stopped what they, what they were doing. And uh, all of our tires, we'd lost some weights off the tire, <clears throat> off the tires. And uh, they put us ahead of all their customers to make sure they got us back going so we could uh, continue on with our trip. Uh, the ladies, I'll say again, thank you for all you done. They had to set all the stuff out one time and it went to raining and they had to pick it up and put it inside to get the, to make the giveaway possible. But uh, uh, thank you for all your help, everybody and the men and the women that went. We couldn't do it if we didn't have the team we have. <laughs> so I just wanted to reiterate how thankful I am for all the hard work that goes into what we do before we get there, everything that goes into it and all the hard work that happens while we're there. And I want to thank everyone for affording me the ability to go and to represent you and to represent God. So thank you. All right, Brother Mark. I, I'm not going to make you come all the way up here. I'm going to bring it down here for you now. I, I'm same. I want to reiterate a little bit about Gr what Grady said of um, all of us working together. There is no I in team, and it is a complete team effort once we get there to try to do all the projects that we want to do, um, the giveaway. Um, we're, we're not as big a part of that. I mean, as far as what I mean by the guys, uh, we unload, and then the, the ladies really do a lot of the work, and I, I commend them because, I mean, you know, without them, you know, we couldn't do the job. Uh, we get to get dirty and, and cut things and that kind of stuff, and I mean, that's uh, kind of our job. Me and Jeff, bless it. You know we're the two tallest people on the team. Unfortunately, we're also the two thinnest. <clears throat> so that, that's what put us in that attic in the first place. <laughs> but uh, we got it done, and uh, you know, all of this is, is a real blessing for us to be able to go um, and, and use our talents as a group uh, to do God's will. And uh, I'm, I'm real appreciative that I get to go on this trip. Um, I know you want me to tell this, so I'm going to tell it. Uh, the one last day we were there, uh, and you saw the pictures of the buildings after we had finished the uh, siding around them and all. Well, one of them you saw had a railing, and that was our final project. We just had to get that done, and we were going to leave, and uh, or or be finished for the day. We actually went and did another giveaway that evening with the church down the road. Uh, we'd gotten one of them done, and uh, Brother Ron was digging away on the second one to get the post put in the ground. And bless his heart, first thing we do is run into a conduit, and we have to get past that. Then the last hole. He hits rock. Didn't seem like that big a deal at the moment. So I went over there and was going to help him get that rock out of the ground. Well, next thing you know, about 35 minutes later, and I am absolutely <laughs> going to get this rock out of the ground. Well, this rock I really thought was about as big around as that post hole digger, and it ended up being about that long, about this thick. And I, uh, I fought it out, and I ended up, after I got it out of the ground, I said, you know what, I said, this rock is facing to make a trip back to Mississippi. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> but uh, I did bring it back. It's in here. Um, I want to thank the church. As, as thank you for, for 
letting us go and minister and, and providing uh, all the work that y'all do before uh, to, to get us there. And I mean, this, this is a, a year long venture that it, it takes for us to do it. And, and, and we're very blessed to be able to, to go. And I encourage any of you that can go, we do this once a year. I mean, it, it is an absolute blessing. It really is. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Mark. All right. I, um, I forgot to tell you about the attic project because the attic access hole was about 18 inches. No. Yeah, about 18 inches wide and 24 inches or so long. And, um, you know, I looked at it and I said, well, there's several of our group that's not going to make it through that hole. So I, I said, I'm, I know I can make it, so I'll, I'll go. But Romeo now... I've got to say this, and he's not here this morning, but he was on the ladder, and he climbed up in there to where his, his arms were hanging out in the attic, okay? And he would pull that insulation up beside him to hand it to us. I would not have thought he'd have ever got that far up in that hole, but he did. <laughs> now, you know, just looking at it, looking at him, you know, I'm thinking, you know, that's not going to happen, but he did it, and he, he hung with us. The whole time that me and Mark were up there, he stayed there handing insulation in. So it was a, it was a good uh, project. All right. Let's see. Kaylee's not here. Bridget's not going to talk. Are you? You sure? I'll just give it to you. You can stand it right there. Okay. So Miss Debbie. I saved Miss Debbie for last. I'm just glad and humbled to be able to serve the Lord. Um, if you've always wanted to be blessed by God, sometimes you don't feel like the blessings is close enough that you feel them like you want to. Get involved. Get into action. Serve Him. Go on a trip with this mission team. We see God every year. We see God move. And it always amazes me how God moves. The scripture says that he works all things out for the good of those that love the Lord. If you love him, you'll serve him. And I'm thankful today to have got to go on the trip again this year. Thankful for Miss Bobby. We can't say enough about Miss Bobby. She is an example to this church. Let's all look at her and pattern behind her. God, God has gave us a gift through Miss Bobby. And let's do what Miss Bobby does. I'm going to tell you my highlight of this trip. This is my highlight. It has not left me since I've come home. I've thought about it all the time. I hadn't told anybody about it since I got home because I wanted to tell y'all this morning. We set up to give clothes away, shoes, 
the people began to come through. We was helping them find things and talking to them. They were being a blessing to us. And I got off on the side of the wall. The, um, it was probably two or three hours into the giveaway, and I just leaned up against the side of the wall. And, and Miss Norma was standing there beside me, and we was talking. And um, I noticed a young man and his wife came in. And you could tell he was a working man. He had on boots, and you could tell he had been out in the mud and um, older clothing that he had on. And his wife came in, and she was kindly busy just looking for something that they could use. Well, he was just standing on the sideline, maybe thinking he wasn't going to find nothing there. So we kept on talking to ourselves on the side of the wall over there, and all of a sudden I heard somebody say, Oh, look here, look here, look what I found. And I turned and looked, and it was that young man. He had got over there and found two pairs of brand-new blue jeans that still had the tags on them. And he said, y'all, look here. These still got the tags on them, 40-something dollars. He said, they just my size. They was 30-something by 30-something. I don't remember the exact size, but he called it out. He was tickled. That same quiet young man that come through that door that wasn't very energetic all of a sudden got a blessing. That makes everything that I did this year worth it. It makes it worth it. To see a working man that's providing for his family. That, and you know, the men folks don't get new clothes very often. Come on. Us women go to town, you know, we, we find us something on clearance. Those men don't get very much all time. So I know it was a blessing to him to get those blue jeans. Uh, whoever donated those, I saw the joy. I saw the excitement. And that man was excited. There was a little girl that came through. Two toes on her feet was missing. Uh, she had to wear a fill-in in in her shoes and she was able to find a pair of shoes that she could wear. She was six years old. Her mother was very excited over that, that she got to get a pair of shoes that was wide enough that her little foot could go in. So we've seen blessings, y'all. God has blessed, and he gave us a safe trip. And... uh, I got a big enough blessing out of this that's going to carry me through to next year. Just seeing people be blessed with things that they needed. Y'all keep on serving the Lord, serving even more, and let's do what Miss Bobby says. Let's work till Jesus comes. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Miss Debbie. We, um, as a group, we did have one one blessing that I want to share with you. We got through working. When was it? I can't remember. It was Tuesday night. Tuesday night. All right, we had, we had gone to the church. We had gotten there before 9 o'clock. We had worked all the way up until 
I think it was 6 or 6.30, and um, we, were, we got in the van, came back to London where our rooms were, and we went to the Steak and Shake. All right, we were going to have a, have a good hamburger and a chocolate shake. So we sat down and we started eating. We had our orders coming and everything. And about uh, halfway through our meal, the waitress came over and told us that someone had taken care of our ticket. Someone there that was sitting there when we came in, um, that they had eaten. It was a couple, if I remember right, with a, a child. Uh, on the way out, they paid for our meal. Now, that's 10 of us sitting there. So you got to figure that it, was a, it wasn't just a cheap check. But the Lord used somebody else to bless us. And, and what we did is we turned right around and blessed the waitress because she saw what they did, and then we turned around and blessed her because they had blessed us. And it was, um, it was just you know one of those God things that when it happens, you say only God could do that because nobody in London knew us. I mean, we were there. We pulled up in the church van. Sure, we came in and, you know, we prayed over our meal and everything. And all of, everything was the way it usually is. But somebody there blessed us by doing what they did because we were seeking to be a blessing. God always takes care of his people. Always. He never fails. He is always faithful. So we want to give him honor, praise, and glory today. All right, we're going to close our service out. I'm going to um, lead us in a prayer, and then we're going to have an invitation. So bow with me, please. Father, you are an amazing God. And I know full well that we can't outgive you and that we are your slaves. We're your servants. We want to be pleasing to you. Thank you for the opportunities that we have to work, to serve, to do missions, Whatever it is, thank you for these opportunities, Lord. They are our lifeblood, and we know it. So we praise you and thank you for all that you do and allow us to be a part of, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Please stand for a hymn of invitation.